for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. We are back with our 25 days of Christmas. This is episode three. We have the perfect guest to come in. No stranger to live and amplified. You've been in several of our live streams during the pandemic. We did some acoustic stuff. We have Alicia Stockman. How's it going? It's good. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Yeah, absolutely. I, we we like we kind of talked before this. We've been trying to find the right time to do this, and you released a, you announced the Christmas song. I was like, okay, we got this. Let's get this lined up. So it was like kind of like the lining of the stars. Yeah, it's meant to be. Yeah. So um, since this is your officially your first time on the podcast, uh, kind of for anybody that's just getting to meet you for the first time and getting introduced to Alicia Stockman, what's kind of your story? Uh, what got you into music? Uh, so I'm based in Heber City, Utah, and I, ooh, like how far back do we want to go? Um, just like just a brief <laughs> overview, like a brief overview. Yeah, on. I I guess I came up. I I you know I started playing music in. I would say I really started playing music in college. I got a guitar for Christmas before I went to college, because my dad was worried I was going to steal his, so he gave me a guitar, and uh, started writing songs in college, just some angsty, emotional little ditties, and then joined a rock band, and I was in a band after college for a long time, and then when I got back to my roots of writing these like uh, kind of folk-inspired songs, they didn't really have a place in my band, so I was forced to, not forced to, I guess I allowed myself to go explore that folk version of myself, the folk Americana songwriting that I really enjoyed. So I've been uh, a songwriter uh, releasing my own music and doing the solo thing for quite some time now. But um, yeah, I, I think that answers the question. Yeah. Nope. It, perfect. It was absolutely perfect. You know, I, I kind of uh, like to use that opportunity to, you know, uh, give everybody kind of like a brief overview on what your story is. So so you're based out of Utah. Are you born and raised in Utah or where are you from originally? I am born and raised. I'm sorry. There's, there's dogs. There's a very mailman's probably here. Uh, oh, it's all, good. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Yes. I'm born and raised in Utah. My parents are actually from Buffalo, New York, mm. and they moved to Utah to be ski bums back in the seventies. And so I, my sister and I grew up here and we are also ski bums and uh, yeah, just, it's just a very beautiful place and kind of decided to stick around. It's been yeah. a little tough for music because every other city is at least an eight hour drive from here, mm. but it is really gorgeous and I do love living here. Yeah, fair enough. It, it, it's kind of like when I was living out in New Mexico, it's like you're you're driving three hours for not quite eight hours, but you're driving at least three or four hours to get to the next city. So, oh, yeah. 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 Denver is a solid eight hours. Like I think Boise is like five or six. Like It's, yeah. it's a hike to things. Yeah. But. For sure. For sure. So. um, You were uh, so we're here for the uh, Christmas this is a Christmas podcast. We're doing our Christmas series. You have a new song out. Uh, what's, what's kind of the story of this song? 
Uh, this is the song is called Recipe for a Merry Christmas Eve. Kind mm-hmm. of a long title, but pretty uh, clear and to the point. Uh, I wrote this song last year, right around Christmas time, so a little bit too late for last year. So I had high hopes of making sure that it got out for this yeah. year. Um, but basically, the it was given to me as a song prompt. The prompt was to take a family recipe from the holiday season and like start writing memories around that and just start doing some sense bound writing around whatever recipe. And so from there, I just kind of made the song into a recipe. So um, the recipe I used was my mom's uh, pecan puff recipe. It's from Joy of Cooking. It's she makes them perfectly. And I don't know, they're they're. It's just not Christmas without them. Mm. And so that's what the song is based on and then spins out from there of all the other uh, Christmas traditions that my family holds and we keep every year. So, yeah, that's where the song came from. That's really cool. And you said you started working on it last year? Yeah, early December last year, mm. and I finished it right after Christmas. And so I put it in the hopper and I was like, oh, well, let's make sure we get this ready for Christmas of 2023. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, you were in the mood, but then obviously being in the Christmas spirit to write a Christmas song, but then you're not going to get it out in time. And, but at some point you do have to record it. So how long was kind of like the recording process for a recipe for a Merry Christmas? Uh, I recorded in June. So I went to Nashville okay. in June and recorded four singles. Uh, and the Christmas song is one of them. So we busted out some sleigh bells in the middle of June, made it happen. Uh, yes. But yeah, so th- that means I have three more singles that are coming out, but they're not holiday songs, uh, okay. just different songs that I didn't know if they were going to have a place on an album or not. So I was like, let's mm-hmm. just record them, have some fun and try something new and uh, go from there. But the Christmas song was definitely, I'm like, this has to happen. We're doing this now. Yeah. It's, you know, it it, like just going and recording in general with no project in mind. That's always kind of a, just a fun little, not fun little thing. Cause that sounds like (laughs) mean or what, but it's just like, it gives you an opportunity to, uh, you know, just kind of get some stuff recorded and it, you, there's no like intention, like, or no, real expectation of it to be released by these days. Obviously the Christmas song, yes, there was a little bit of an expectation to have it ready by 2023 or for Christmas this year. Well, yeah, that's yeah this year. Yeah. yeah to your point, totally. Like uh, there was something nice about just being like, I like these four songs that mm-hmm. don't have anything to do with each other. Um, but then it, it was interesting because trying to put together a release schedule. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what I was going to do. And then I'm like, well, I do know I have to get this out by this time for Christmas. Yeah. And so then that made me make decisions for the other songs and put them in the hopper for uh, early next year. But yeah, it was really fun to go in with no pressure, no plan other than just like, I want this song to sound like this. I want this song to sound like this. And then they get to each be kind of individual and, mm-hmm. you know, Every, and then when I release them, they're all going to kind of have their own little trajectory. And it's it it's simultaneously less pressure, but also like I have to come up with way more ideas. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So with Recipe for a Merry Christmas, um, I, I, you said it came from a song prompt. Was that like just something you were doing for fun or were you like in a class for that? Or wh- wh- where'd the kind of the song prompt come from, I guess? 
I was in a songwriting group uh, mm -hmm. online. We did it on Zoom. And uh, yeah, it was Amy Spies. She does a song salon. And uh, it was one of her, the prompts from her songwriting workshop. Mm. And uh, the idea of going back to the workshop every other week and getting feedback and just learning, you know, how to make your songs better. Mm -hmm. And that song, I just kind of ran with the idea and I was like, oh, I'm going to write this. And so nice. that's what I got from it. That's cool. See, that that's a really cool way to do song prompts because there's like actual face-to-face -face kind of like a commitment because I remember like beginning of the year, we tried to do some like song prompts and stuff, but nobody was committed to anything. So it was just kind of like I was throwing out prompt ideas, but not really getting any feedback off of it because it's like, oh yeah, that if I have time, I'll do it. But like doing it through a songwriting was, it was just a group, right? Not necessarily a class. Yeah, it was, it was a very small group, but we met mm. uh, regularly. So it was account accountability is important. I do agree with you. If you don't, I've been in Facebook songwriting groups before and it, mm. and it, it you get like excited up front and then like something happens and then they're like, you know, why don't we just reschedule or like, why don't we just yeah. do this or just post your song by the end of the month. And, and that self-regulation is just like hard to stick, stick it out. So yeah. it is nice to have some accountability. It's like going to the gym and having a trainer and making, yeah. making sure you get your stuff done. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So do you have any uh, aspirations of doing like a music video for this or did you do a music video or? No, I didn't. I think this year, this is just, um, I, this is a learning mm. project of, yeah. I don't know, and budget and everything. It's just like, yeah. I've never done Christmas music before. So I wanted to learn what it's all about, like how I can capitalize on it, how I can get it in the most people's hands. And I think because I'm a, a folk Americana songwriter, I know that lane really well of where mm -hmm. I want my songs to live. Mm -hmm. And with Christmas, I feel like you have so many different options. And so I think I was already learning enough as it is. I have higher hopes. There's another song that I'm releasing in March that I would really like to do music video for. Yeah. So I'm kind of like saving my budget for that one. Nice. Awesome. Um, but yeah. What, what was one of the, you said, so you, this was kind of a learning experience for you. What was one of the takeaways that you got from like actually putting a Christmas song out there? Uh, I, I think before I got to release day, I was like, oh, I've got this. This is a Christmas song. You just mm -hmm. send it out like you do with your other stuff. But mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, there's like a whole world that just does Christmas music mm -hmm. and internationally it's different. Like, uh, you know, I released a song on November 1st because in other countries where they don't have Thanksgiving, they're mm -hmm. just like full send Christmas. Yeah. It's really hard to talk about your Christmas song before Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, it comes out next Wednesday. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, that was a, I was just, I'm like trying to wrap my head around like when and where it should go. I'm like, oh, this is actually more than I thought it would be. Yeah. Because th that was, uh, I learned that one really quickly when I was recording the first episode for the, uh, for this series, uh, it was an artist from Australia and they don't have like a Thanksgiving like that, where it like kicks off the holiday season. And she's like, yeah, I've been ready for Christmas for like weeks already. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to get through Thanksgiving right yeah. now. Like <laughs> I I'm trying to get through that and then we'll start ge geared up for Christmas and all that stuff. And, but then as you kind of said that, I was like, oh yeah, that, I guess like not a lot of places or if any other places don't really have like something like a, a Thanksgiving or something that kind of kicks off the holidays. Yeah. Um, so. I know that I, I submitted it to a bunch of different like 
playlisters and mm. radios like it did like online radio stations mm -hmm. and a bunch of radio stations in france were like yeah and they started sharing it in early november and okay. i'm like okay cool so in france they're just like full christmas <laughs> nice that's really cool that's hey i mean it, it gives gives the song some more life because if it had to live within the confines of like november 24th and december 25th it's like yeah, I, I get it, but at least you get get a little bit more play off of it because mm -hmm. international audiences and whatnot. That's really cool. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, you know, obviously the the uh, approach to releasing Christmas music is very different because you've only got the like a certain time of the year that people will want to listen to it. I mean, I guess you could listen to it all year round, but people might start saying some things about you, you know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, it, as you kind of went through this process of learning how to release music, was there any, anything that you kind of learned that you would apply to like just releasing music in general? Like, um, yeah, I guess I'm still learning. I haven't released new music in two mm -hmm. years since mm -hmm. last, since November, 2021. And so I'm like reteaching myself how to do it. And between then and now, like TikTok is a whole thing that didn't, mm -hmm. It was kind of a thing, but not like it is now. Like it's yeah. weird how just two years makes such a big difference. Yeah. And so I guess I'm still, I am like totally open to pointers right now mm -hmm. because right. I don't know um, without a publicist how to like get in contact with certain playlisters. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for people to play it, but also like, I'm like kind of mad at Spotify right now. So. Yeah, fair. <laughs> So I'm like, you know, part of me wants to get playlisted, but part of me also doesn't want to put all my eggs in that basket. Yeah. So just trying to get in front of people uh, who actually care about it. And then mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of going more of a grassroots campaign yeah. of like getting it to my fans and yeah. my friends and my family and people who I know who will like it um, and real humans instead of just like an algorithm. And, yeah. uh, you know, and maybe at some point the algorithm will catch on, but I feel like I just don't want to put all my eggs into a basket that may or may not translate into anything of benefit. I'd rather sure. know what the humans on the other side are thinking about this song yeah. and enjoying it. Sure. You know, and one of the things that might be of interest to you, and it's, it'd be too late for this year, you'd have to kind of look at it for next year, but I know Hallmark makes a very big push during Christmas. So trying to get like sync placement in Hallmark mm -hmm. would be, uh, from what I understand, it's not too incredibly hard to at least get your name out there, but it, you know, just obviously kind of getting picked up is a, uh, is a gamble and a half, but you know, yeah, that, that I mean, might be so. That's what someone told me. Well, someone told me like good advice with Christmas music is like, if you know, whatever you learn this year, it's just like, there's always next year. And mm -hmm. I think that's a nice thing about Christmas music is it's not, you know, it might not be a new release next year, mm -hmm. but I still think it's going to age pretty well, I mm -hmm. think, compared to, yeah. you know, I feel like in this industry, it's people, there's that the two-year album cycle or whatever, yeah. and I think with Christmas music, they're like, you put your favorite tracks on every year regardless. Like, yeah. I have, one of my favorite Christmas songs is by Kathleen Edwards. It's Christmas mm -hmm. time, let's just survive. Yeah. And I listen to it every year i love it i usually play it at shows or on a live stream every year i love that nice. song like it doesn't matter that it's not a new release anymore mm -hmm. like i'm fine with it so to your point like it might not be right this year for hallmark but i also know that hallmark it can take two years for them yeah. to put out a film for mm -hmm. christmas so yep. you know 
It's not yeah. too late. No, it's never too late. You know, and it's one of those things, like you said, every year a Christmas song kind of gets new legs. So if you mm-hmm. have a song and you don't necessarily have to rush back out next year and get a new one out mm-hmm. because the uh, recipe for a Merry Christmas Eve, I mean, the standard life cycle doesn't necessarily apply to Christmas music. Right. I mean, look at Mariah Carey. Like she's got one Christmas song and she's been living off it for um, what is it? Is it how 20 years? Is it 20? Uh, 20 I feel like it it's might 30. be. No, it's 20. Nah. <laughs> it's but, 20. you know, it, you know, she's got to be, uh, she's lives off that every year. And I mean, she gets sued every year over it, but you know, <laughs> but that's a completely different story. Yeah. I so mean, I think if we're just, we're doing the public a service by releasing new Christmas songs. So mm-hmm. Mariah Carey is not our only choice. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I agree. Um, so recipe for a Merry Christmas Eve, it's out now, Spotify, all that fun stuff. Um, and it, it's an absolutely wonderful song. It, it did you were you experimenting with your sound a little bit on this one? Because it for whatever reason in the back of my head, I felt like it sounds a little bit different than your normal style. Yeah, I would oh for sure. I think <laughs> with this one, uh one of the things I've been saying about this song is I usually try to stay away from cliches uh, in folk and Americana songwriting. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, what yeah. we are taught. It's a technique. Um, but it was really fun with this song to like, it's Christmas, lean mm-hmm. in to the mm-hmm. cliches. Like it's yeah. all about the cliches. So it makes like traditions and those things. And so I was definitely feeling the, like my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas albums is Dean Martin's A Winter mm-hmm. Romance, yep. which has a cameo appearance in the song. Um, Nat King Cole kind of like she and him their christmas album mm-hmm. i've yep. definitely like leaned into that vibe so i went with that which put me in this weird space of like is this like borderline jazz yep i, <laughs> and, I was picking up yeah. the old school i was picking up the old school jazz like a little bit of dean martin something like that and i was just yeah. sitting, i was like man this just takes me back to christmas eve dad like mom and dad are trying to get us out of the kitchen and it's like okay turn on the music and you guys go play or something you know exactly. and yeah so yeah, that's exactly it. And it's funny, even just writing the song, I was like looking up uh, like what jazz chord I was looking for. for yeah. Like I have, I'm very proud of this, but in the bridge, I put a minor one in the bridge, nice. which music nerds are going to be like, what? Anyway, maybe they won't be, but I thought that was cool. Nice. <laughs> but that was like a jazz move and that's way outside the realm of what I would normally write. Yeah, for sure. It was like one of the first things I picked up on because I was like, oh, this sounds different it sounds cool and it, it's like not saying that that needs to be like the permanent move for you but just kind of visiting that realm every once in a while might be a cool cool idea for you well, thank you yeah it was fun i love like the music of mm-hmm. it which is like oh like i don't i might go off the deep end and like jazz mm-hmm. music someday um but the chords are just really fun to put together mm-hmm. and it's fun to play and i think that this song the music and the the melody are tied in very closely mm-hmm. um it's quick chord changes and um yeah i just it was really fun to put together and and write so i'm like it's it's way more fun to play than a one four five nice. <laughs> country <Yeah>. ballad <laughs> nice. and so how often are you out playing right now like are you playing the song out pretty often or uh right now i'm kind of into a shoulder season mm-hmm. uh I toured a lot last year, and so this year has kind of been easing up on it, mm. um, making 
fewer trips and shorter trips where mm-hmm. I can go play. Like I was, we were talking earlier, yeah. I was in Texas for Dripping Springs yeah. um, and just flew out and then flew home instead of driving 5,000 miles in a big, huge loop to get there. Uh, but right now I'm kind of with releasing these singles, I've just kind of scaling back on traveling and playing out and focusing more on writing and releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am playing a few local shows. I live kind of in a very touristy area where mm. I get the opportunity to play like some chill, fun, like kind of background music, which is yeah. kind of nice. It's a good place for this song to live, but I am doing a show in, a, uh, next week, uh, in on December 9th in Ogden, we're doing a, a Christmas bazaar, like a Christmas market mm-hmm. themed uh, release party with the song and some Christmas adjacent music and a special release kombucha that my friends at Sun Tea Kombucha are making to pair with the song. Nice. So they're like making up kombucha with the flavor profile that matches the song at their distillery and then we're gonna like play the song we're gonna play music we're gonna have like christmas stuff so that is gonna be really fun like kind of christmasy themed that's, event that's a cool event I, that's one one thing i really like being in a town like in heber city or in like waco where i'm at you got all these like really cool events that are just like very holiday themed like yeah you know we, we've got all kinds of different fun stuff going on. And that's one of my favorite times. This is why it's one of my favorite times of year, because it's yeah. like, you got all these cool, unique things kind of going on. So, and they're pretty like DIY too, where mm-hmm. it's like, what should we do? And like, it's very, it's very like homegrown and which yeah. I, I like, and then you have more control over what you want to do. And, and it feels more community based instead of like, I don't know, like promotion based, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm still looking for a Santa pub crawl. That would be really fun, but you know. <laughs> we have a Santa pub crawl in Park City. Come do it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Park, man, our last, I've only been to Park City once and I swear my car was going to explode trying to get around Park City. Why? <laughs> I don't, it just because we, I don't, my car at the time was just kind of on its last legs before it was dot uh before it was starting to have some issues and i was just driving up the uh, uh i was going to you do you know who uh robin cage is i have do you, yeah yeah we were going to her place to go film some acoustic stuff and like she lives up in like this really hilly part of well i mean i guess park city in general is just hilly but you know she was living up there and i was like my car was just like moaning and groaning the entire <laughs> way up and i'm like Oh no, this isn't going to be good, but yeah. we'll make it. So, and the air is thin. Yeah. Yeah. Poor car. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so no, that's cool. I'm glad you're, you're still out playing shows. I'm glad you're touring. You know, that's the first, actually the first time we met was it was right before the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was February of 2020 was my Texas tour. Like yeah. the first time I toured Texas and was learning the ropes. I think that was, was that when I rented the smart car? I think yes. that might've You been. came up in like a little, <laughs> yeah. That, I, so it was uh, because I remember that we were supposed to, or we were up in that when uh, we were up in Utah the year before okay. and we were going to try and get something together. And it was just uh, like, I think we'd finally connected very last minute. I think we were like in Salt Lake or something. Uh-huh. And it was just like, uh, yeah, we're not, it, it, I don't think this is going to work, but we'll, we'll get another time in, but you know, and then you just happen to be in Texas the next yeah. year. So I learned a lot on that tour. I think I did 1100 miles in Texas in a smart car mm. and 
do not next note to self do not book a show in fort worth and then a show in new braunfels the next day <laughs> that that's was, a that's a little bit of a hike yeah that was not the move <laughs> yeah it's new like new braunfels I have have you been back to New Braunfels since uh I have, I okay. New Braunfels, yeah. It's I keep telling my dad, it's like if I could find a job around New Braunfels, that like that's where I would like set up shop for a good yeah, while. It's but, cool. I like yeah. that area a lot. So that actually that's where the um that festival that I was telling you about, that's where that's oh, at is oh, in yeah. New Braunfels. It's like right on the river, it's at a campground, it's hot, cool, all at the same time. So cool. Yeah. Oh, like Wimberley. I think if I was going to, I think that would be the spot for me. In, nice. Wimberley, nice. Texas. Is, is that near Dripping Springs or is that more, where's that at? I think that's more, my, it's escaping. I think it's kind of it, closer to New Braunfels, but it's okay. not as far south, I think. But Gotcha. I mean, I, I guess I got Google cute. right here. They have a great <laughs> radio station there. Nice. That's cool. It's there's a lot of like little places in Texas that are just like you wouldn't you'd expect it to be like small town Texas, but it's it's just like the coolest spots. So yeah. awesome. Um so since this is a Christmas podcast, this is our Christmas special. Uh what is your favorite memory from your childhood at Christmas time? Mm, um one of the things that I love about Christmas was when my sister and I were kids, Santa would always leave us a scavenger hunt. So we'd mm. get up in the morning and go to where the cookies were that we left out for Santa and there'd be a clue. And the clue would take you on like a scavenger hunt for other clues. And at the end was a set of usually a set of some kind of Nerf gun or mm. weapon that yes. we could use to assail each other for an untold amount of time. I think it was so that mom and dad could maybe sleep in a little bit more, <laughs> right. but it always backfired because we'd, you know, we'd terrorize each other until we got bored and then we go wake mom and dad and be like, mom, dad, it's time for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you terrorize each other and then they wake up to somebody crying because they... Or we just go, you know, pelt them with Nerf darts until right. they woke up. <laughs> That's Actually, I've always had a dream of that is just buy, instead of buying like regular gifts just buying like kids toys for everyone like okay we're gonna have a big nerf war or you know like That's something ridiculous like awesome idea yeah. we got we got one year we got there were like blow darts but with mm -hmm. like suction cups at the mm -hmm. end and they were like so accurate from a long distance it was they were the best and the worst because you could like if you were the assailant yeah you could, you could really hit your target but if you were the victim like it you would like get welts it was great it was it, a great toy. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. I love that. I love that so much. That's because I think I remember those guns or the the uh, blow darts that you're talking about. I think yeah. I remember that. So just like suction cups, but they were awesome. They were yeah. really packed a punch. <laughs> nice. And then uh, this time of year, obviously, Christmas movies are big. What's your uh, favorite Christmas movie? What's a must have every year? Mm, uh, I like White Christmas. That one's mm. fun. Uh, my sister and I like to sing the sisters, sisters, sure. that song from that movie. Um, yeah, I think that might be the most classic. Oh, and A Christmas Story for sure. Oh, yes. Always. yes, yes. So with A Christmas Story, did you watch the sequel that got released last year? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I didn't it's, even know. It's yeah. Good. So they're, they're, it's called The Christmas Story Christmas. And it's with the actual 
I think everybody's the same exact actor that was in a Christmas story, except for the mom, the mom, oh like, yeah, it's everybody, but the mom. Okay, and then, uh, it. yeah, it, it's, it's a good, good, good movie. Like I had to explain it to my dad because he didn't quite, he was like, hey, it's just not the same. And I'm like, no, that's the point. And I had to like explain it to him. And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, what? I'll put that on the list for this year because yeah. I do I th- love that movie. Yeah. I think it's on H is it on HBO max? I think, or okay. max, whatever it's called. Yeah. I will so. steal someone's login for that. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Good call. And then, well, uh, white Christmas, that one just recently kind of started climbing into my must watches every year. Um, I think it was a couple of years ago. My grandma was watching it. I was at her house on Christmas Eve and because uh, I had to take her to where the party was at and she was watching a white Christmas. And I was like, I've never actually seen a white Christmas. So let's sit here and watch this. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is actually pretty good. So and that's where the song came from. Like the song was written for the movie. So mm-hmm. When you hear it, like on all these albums that people covered, like it yeah. didn't exist until that movie came out. Yeah. Whereas like there's so many other classics that like put the songs in the movies. Mm. So that one is where that. That's really, from. that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's really cool. So, um, so kind of looking forward now that the song's out, how's the uh, reception been since uh, the release? It's good. I think um, people have really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I've like tried to, you know, pitch it to things and people and playlists and whatever and for the most part people's feedback has been really positive um individually like like i said i was trying to connect with actual human beings and not just playlisters um but they really liked it i think uh it's funny because my my boyfriend is puerto rican and so his idea of christmas music is vastly different from mine so when i talk about classic christmas music it fits in but when he talks about classic classic christmas music we are not talking about the same thing Um, but his dad has been sharing it with all of their Puerto Rican friends. And yeah. so I have this little blip in my data of like Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's cool. That... Taking on a new life in Puerto Rico, which is nice. That's really cool. <laughs> I had something similar to that happen uh, during the pandemic with the podcast. I had uh, I had a friend that was living in France and I sent them like a couple of the episodes that I had just done. And then for like three weeks, the leading country in the podcast feed was France. And I'm like, where are all these French views coming from? And I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, bonjour. Yes. 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 <laughs> and it almost made me want to try and figure or uh, find like more musicians in France just to kind of stay in that realm. But then I kind of realized what was going on. I was like, Oh, okay. I see what's going on here. So, yeah. um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat. Uh, if anybody wants to see a recipe for a Merry Christmas Eve or just interact with you on social or any of that fun stuff, where's the best place to find you? Um, I'm on all the things at Alicia Stockman Music. And then it's on all the streaming services. I do recommend Bandcamp or you mm-hmm. can go directly to my website if you want to download it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to put all my eggs in the Spotify basket, but yeah. I also don't, you know, I also made a... Uh, a holiday playlist of my own that has mm. the song on it and a bunch of my favorites. So, you know, if you're on Spotify, ain't going to judge, but if you want to buy it, buy it from Bandcamp or from me, that'd be cool. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I love, love the self-entrepreneurship there. Like, <laughs> like, that, and I keep telling musicians this, like, I think there is a world where you can you stay relevant on Spotify and make Spotify work for you. 
without putting all your eggs in that basket. Like, mm-hmm. and, but it, it's one of those things where you just got to be like consistently releasing music. And it's like, you got to be releasing a lot of music and you know, it, it's, I think there's a way to do it, but just right now, as you're starting out, it's like, yeah. it's a tough hill to climb. It's also, I think, don't put yourself worth into it yes. as an artist. Yes. Use it as a tool for what you need it to be. But it, if if you're measuring your success on Spotify numbers, it's going to be a tough time. Oh, yes. So I feel like yes. it's more about the connections than anything. Oh, yes. It's... Uh... It, it's a tough hill to climb. It just in general, we we did that for a long time here at Live, Live and Amplified, where we were putting all our self worth in the stats and what was going on, and then we had people hitting us up, telling us something different, and it was like, no, that's the comments that we're getting. That that's the true test, like the stats yeah, and all exactly. that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat. Uh, it's always good catching up. Next time you're in Texas, uh, we'll have to try and get that to work out and, you know, all that fun stuff. So For sure. Absolutely. I'll be yeah. back. I'll be back. Awesome. Awesome. As long as there's not another situation, uh, C word situation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. But uh, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and we'll see you all later. All right. Thanks.